Hello, and welcome to The Anxious Adventurer. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Katie Schlegel, your host here on The Anxious Adventurer podcast. And I'm sure you know this by now, but if you're new to the podcast, I have a little confession to make. I totally get anxious when I travel, and I'm what you call an anxious adventurer. I know that may sound contradicting, but I'm here to tell you that if the thought of traveling somewhere brings up those feelings of anxiety or stress, you've come to the right place. I've traveled to over 17 countries around the world. I've lived in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and trekked across South America solo. I don't say these things to impress you. No, that is not what I'm here for. I say these things to let you know that every single one of those experiences had moments where my anxiety made me feel like I could not do it. So if that's how you feel or have ever felt, you are not alone. You are definitely not alone. And I would like to invite you to come on the podcast and be one of my guests for a future episode. If you have stories of your travels and the lessons you've learned along the way and would like to share those with the listeners, get in touch with me at anxiousadventurersclub at gmail.com. I'd love to start featuring you, my listeners, and your amazing travel adventures. I have a ton of stories to tell, yes, but I want you to have a space to tell your stories. So if you're not feeling up to being a guest, stick around till the end. I'll tell you another way you can be featured here on the podcast. I want to start this week's episode with the question. Have you ever met people in your travels that have had a huge impact on the way you think or just on your life in general? They may have been brief encounters, but they were profound encounters. I know I have, and I have no doubt that you have too. While there are many stories I'd love to tell of the people I've met along the way, I want to start off with this one that was so unexpected and out of the blue, I would have missed it if I didn't trust my intuition and instead went with my head and done the logical thing. I'll explain, don't worry. Ernesto Che Guevara once said, Wandering around our America has changed me more than I thought. I am not me anymore. At least I'm not the same me I was. This story begins a couple months before I turned 30. I think back to that time when I was sitting on the floor in my apartment alone, planning my trip and watching the movie The Motorcycle Diaries. It is about young Ernesto Guevara before he was known as Che. It is about a moment in his life that changed him. It is a story about two friends who set out on a journey into South America, a land they lived in but never knew. The path they chose was to travel. They didn't have any specific reason to take this journey except to end their time at a leper colony in Peru. Though what came of it was unexpected to young Che. Each person he met along the way had some sort of impact on his life his thinking, his heart, and ultimately changing his view on the world he knew. He realized another world existed, and for many people, it was an unjust one. He saw the injustice of what was happening to the people of his land, who had no voice and no way of standing up for themselves. He learned from the people who crossed his path along the way, them traveling on to their next destination, but leaving an imprint on his life changing him in ways he did not think possible. The reason I'm telling you about this is because what happened along the way in his journey was similar to what happened to me and mine. 
I set out on a journey into the unknown. I had some expectations of what I wanted to come from my trip around South America, but never did I realize I would be so impacted by the people I met along the way. Before this trip, I knew I had to make some changes in my life. I was not happy. Even though I had met the goals I had set out to meet, I was still unhappy in life. I remember being very scared to make this leap into the unknown because if nothing else, I had security. I had a home, my family, and my work. Though not the same journey as young Che, nor the same conclusion, I too have been changed by this land, by the travelers, and by its people I have met along the way. And this is where our story begins, with a hustler and Columbia. Today, I'm going to introduce you to a little bit of a different side of this country, one not many take the time to see. So grab your passports and take a flight with me to Colombia. We are headed to the beautiful and diverse city of Medellin. Welcome to Medellin, Colombia. Famous for its aromatic coffee, superior quality emeralds, and exotic fruits. This Latin American country is known for having a knack for throwing the best parties around and its passionate people. The Colombian mainland is bordered by the Caribbean Sea to the north, Venezuela to the east and northeast, Brazil to the southeast, Ecuador and Peru to the south and southwest, the Pacific Ocean to the west, and Panama to the northwest. Bogota is the country's largest city in Colombia, and it's also the capital. Colombia's cultural heritage, including the language, religion, cuisine, and art, reflects its history as a Spanish colony, fusing cultural elements brought by immigration from Europe and the Middle East, with those brought by enslaved Africans as well as those of the various indigenous civilizations. Spanish is the official language, although English and 64 other languages are recognized as regional languages in Colombia. Colombia is one of the world's 17 mega-diverse countries. It has the second highest level of biodiversity in the world. Its territory encompasses the Amazon rainforest, highlands, grasslands, and deserts. It is the only country in South America with coastlines and islands along both the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. Medellin is the second largest city in Colombia. It is located in the Abura Valley, a central region of the Andes Mountains in South America. It is a fertile region famous for its coffee plantations and its flower farms, as well as for its orchids and butterflies. It's also known as the City of Eternal Spring for its idyllic climate. Think spring weather year-round. It is truly a beautiful city. And it is where our story begins. It's a hustler's life here in Colombia. I couldn't help but notice and observe this in each city and town I travel to in Colombia. Whether it was the little carts on the corner selling your assortment of lollipops, candy, to different types of cigarettes that you could actually buy one of the exact type of your liking, or to the minutes on a cell phone from which you could call anyone as long as you pay for the minutes used. Every street has people selling chips, peanuts, sweet or savory, soft drinks, 
to an assortment of local foods, all homemade, as well as the most amazing fruit you have ever tasted, with your choice as to whether you'd like to have sugar or salt to accompany it. Anything you could think of to sell, they sell it on the streets. Football jugglers, as well as hand jugglers, wait at stoplights to perform for the next giving soul. And don't get me wrong, when I say it's a hustle, I am not referring to it in a bad way. It's purely an observation and truly a way of life that I observed in Columbia. An interesting aspect of this hustle was when I was traveling on the buses from place to place. The hustle becomes systematic, where people are employed to come on the bus with snacks and drinks, selling what they can to the travelers. I thought at first this was all random, until after too many hours on the buses, I figured out they are employed and are all given turns to come aboard, traveling from one location to the next, selling what they are given for that day. The street hustle was different, however. It's constant. There are hustlers that will do anything to make an extra dollar. They see you as a foreigner with money, and that is it. And after so many encounters with this type of hustler, you can begin to become angry and annoyed at feeling like you are being taken advantage of for the sole reason of being from another country. However, one experience with this left me with quite a different take on the life of a hustler. It started as a day wandering around the city of Medellin solo. I was taking a picture of a beautiful church, and a man passing by made a comment about it and thus starting a conversation, which began an unexpected city tour. As we wandered the streets of Medellin, he shared with me about his family, what he was doing here in Medellin, and how he had lived in the States for some time when he was younger. Fernando was originally from Medellin, Colombia. He was currently living in Venezuela for the past 20 years or so with his family. His profession was an electrician, but at the time we met, he was working as a tour guide up on the coast in Santa Marta because that's where the money was good, or so he said. He told me story after story about helping tourists get out of drug situations with the local police to how he smoked weed with Bob Marley back in the day. I'm not sure if anything he said was true. I have learned to take what people say with a grain of salt, but... What I did know was this man was taking me around the city and asking nothing of me in return. Well, not yet, at least. Now you may be thinking, this girl is stupid. Hasn't she heard the stories, naive girl from the United States gets robbed while traveling in Colombia, or better yet, shot and killed because she trusted a man who she thought had good intentions? Well, for some reason in my life, I have yet to come across such a situation or person. Don't get me wrong, I have been in situations I probably should not have been in, and with people I probably should not have been with. But this was not one of those situations, and Fernando was not one of those people. How did I know this to be true? Well, I trusted my gut. My intuition told me everything would be okay, and there was a lesson to be learned in this encounter with Fernando. As the tour of the city went on, he showed me the most beautiful parts, as well as pointing out to me the not-so-beautiful, which he described as caliente, or hot. The police don't even enter these areas, so neither do we, he would say. As much as I wanted to believe he was doing all of this out of the kindness of his heart, I could tell at the end of the day, he was a hustler, just trying to make it to the next day. This was confirmed when at the end of our time together, he asked for something, anything, 
so he could have a place to stay that night and food to fill his stomach. For a moment, I was angry and very disappointed that this was the way our time would end together. But then I was brought into the reality that I was in. It was a reality I could only visit. As a tourist, I can see what I want to see. I can choose to ignore the people on the streets asking for pennies. But the reality is, life is rough in Colombia. It's a hustle. Doing what you can just to make it to the next day, unscathed. It's a life I know nothing about. Even as hard as it was in the States for me at the time, living from paycheck to paycheck, it was still nothing compared to the life that Fernando allowed me to visit that day. We left each other's company, Fernando's email address in my hand, and the money I gave him in his. With a kiss on the cheek and a con mucho gusto, we parted ways. I remember walking up the stairs to the train station, passing back into my reality. But before I did, I looked back and saw one last glimpse of this hustle. As I watched Fernando walk away, I realized we both interchanged realities that day. He and mine as a tourist, and I and his as a hustler. The reality was, and this is my opinion, so take it or leave it. The world is a large place. The possibilities are endless. It's filled with kind-hearted people. People who will help you along the way when you need it and then release you when the time is right. The most important decision we can make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or hostile universe. Albert Einstein I choose to believe we live in a friendly universe. Thus, those are the types of people I encounter most of the time during my travels. In the past, I tried so hard to be independent and strong. I tried to do everything on my own, stubbornly, in fact, and made little progress. But during my time with Fernando and Medellin, and traveling by myself on a lot of trips all over the world, I have realized that you need people to help you along the way. And really, if you fight that, life is going to be a lot harder. I had to learn to become open to being helped because many times while traveling, you are at the mercy of others. Strangers, really. Which brings me to this, the physics of the quest. I read this in the book, Eat, Pray, Love. I know, as cliche as that may sound, this rings true to what I experience along the way during each of my travel adventures. The physics of the quest goes something like this. If you are brave enough to leave behind everything familiar and comforting, which can be anything from your house to your bitter old resentments, and set out on a truth-seeking journey, either externally or internally. And if you are truly willing to regard everything that happens to you on that journey as a clue, and if you accept everyone you meet along the way as a teacher, and if you are prepared, most of all, to face and forgive some very difficult realities about yourself, then truth will not be withheld from you. Elizabeth Gilbert The direction of your life can often feel like an ever-spinning compass. If the arrow has yet to land on its destination, pointing you in which path to travel down next, take heart, my dear anxious adventurers, and remember to just enjoy the ride. You never know what you will learn from the people you meet along the way. 
As you may have heard in the last episodes, part of the vision I have for this podcast is for this to be a safe place for you, my listeners, to be able to tell your amazing travel stories and talk about those people you've met along the way. I would love to collect your stories so that this podcast can be somewhere you feel like you can share the experiences you had while traveling with a community who really cares and wants to listen. I believe your stories are important and worth being told and heard. If you're willing to share your travel experiences with me so that they can be shared here on the podcast, I would love to receive them. So if being a guest here on the podcast doesn't tickle your fancy, this is another way that you can get your travel adventures out there for others to hear. Please email them to me at anxiousadventuresclub at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, my travel experience, and then fill that email with your story or stories. I love to learn from other people's adventures, so feel free to include any tips or lessons you've learned along the way. This way, the podcast can become a co-creation between you and me and really start to help all those anxious adventures out there become more brave and knowledgeable. I've said it before, but I can't wait to see your stories in my inbox. Okay, that is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Also, just a note, Colombia is an amazing country filled with amazing people. I know it has gotten a bad rap in the past, but it's a country that is well worth the visit. So put it on your bucket list. If you want to talk more about it, just hit me up on Instagram at Guys. You can DM me anytime. I love to talk travel. It's also the place where I share all the photographs, videos, and visuals for each podcast. This week, you can meet Fernando and see some stunning pics of Medellin. Plus, it's your go-to place to check out the fashion finds from my travels, meet the artisans who make the fashion, and see all the accessories that have played starring roles in my previous stories. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned a little, laughed a little, and my hope is that it left you with some things to think about. All right, that's it for now. Until next time, my anxious adventurers. Ciao, besos.